and, and happy to uh, have some time with each one of you. You know, one of the things I've been thinking about, God's kind of had on my heart lately, um, last couple months I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it, is, you know, God, you know, what He really wants is He wants He wants to be first. You know, He wants to be first in our lives, He wants to be first in our hearts. And um, I think in the busyness of, of things, of life, of family, work, I think that, I'm not sure about you, but that's something I seem to struggle with on a on a regular basis. Um, and I think uh, as I've been been praying about it, what, one of the things that I've tried to do is in my life I've tried to you know institute certain disciplines um, in order to ensure that He remains first. And one of those disciplines is, hey, isn't it great to get together the first Thursday of every month and give thanks? For what he's done in one of the one of our friends' lives, and so I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate your continued faithful participation in the RUMC men's group. For me, I see this as one of the ways that, regardless of what I have going on, regardless of the distractions, regardless of the pulls, and I know every one of you have, is going through the same thing. It's just a way that God remains first, and I and that we get together and we give thanks for what he's doing in our lives. And so, thank you so much for being here. I hope hope you find meaning in that as well. Um, I just want to share, we've got a couple of, uh, uh, we, the dates are on there. We didn't put the speakers, I didn't get those to Rachel. Um, but Doug is going to be leading us next next month. So, so grateful to have Doug doing that. Doug's, uh, Doug's my partner in crime uh, with our EMC men's group, and I'm just so grateful that he's going to be sharing his story. And I believe Ted Moore is going to be speaking in August, and Scott's going to be speaking in uh, September. So I'll do a better job of getting with Rachel ahead of time next time. So that's all, all, all on on there. So thank you for that. <clears throat> but today we got my good friend Chip speaking with us, and uh, I'm just going to tell you he's on fire. So <laughs> and that's a great thing. And I say he's on fire. You know, one of the things that's been cool is uh, Chip and I become friends and foundations. I'm, I'm actually not sure how how long he's been in that class. How many years you been in foundations, Chip? Eight. Eight years. And I've just watched God work in his life and in his wife's life. And you know, we've been studying Romans and, and talking about that faith is a gift. You know, and I've just watched God continue to give. Chip more and more faith, and I've watched him grow. And I, he's got. If you think I got a passion for helping men and, and encouraging people, I mean, Chip's just got. He's just. He's just got so much passion, and he's uh, he's come alongside me in foundations and helped to lead that class. He's uh, organized programming for the spring for us, and many of you uh, have, have have been gracious enough to come and to speak to foundations and. Uh, he also, uh, something that Chip does for all of us is, uh, if I would encourage you, if you like to fly fish, you might want to become his friend, uh, because he's got a heck of a place up, up north, uh, that he takes, uh, he takes, uh, all of the foundations men up there for a retreat at least once a year. And then, um, you know, there's, uh, random invitations, uh, along the way and it's just absolutely beautiful. So 
I'm just I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say today. He's, uh, I'm, Chip, I'm just really grateful for you. I'm, I'm, I'm love seeing what God's doing and has, has done in your life and continues to do. And I'm just so grateful that uh, that passion that he's put in uh, put into you that you're just uh, just so eager and willing to share with others and to encourage them um, to continue to grow in their faith as well. So, without further ado, please welcome Chip. Thank you, Tim, for the introduction, and thank you, everyone, for making it here today. Um, I'd like to start off with a story um, about a friend of mine, and um, it's a friend of mine who is having some um, issues with his marriage. Um, one of their parents um, had been divorced. Um, one was still married. Um, my friend had told me that they had attended eight, nine, ten weddings the year that they got married, and um, half of those um, ended up in divorce. So um, he and his wife, um, of course, did not want to follow down that path. Um, they didn't, They never really had a real role model um, of, of a model marriage and what it's supposed to be like. So um, they decided to make sure that they would stay together forever, and um, my friend Tom, the husband, he's truly a good man, has strong faith in Jesus um, since childhood. His wife, Suzanne, um, she's a very kind, nice woman who believed in Jesus. Um, both had a servant spirit in their life, um, but Christ was not the focal point in their marriage. Um, and this tended to um, get in the way of um, the grace that we all know, that when you have Christ in your life, um, that you miss out on. Um, they both went to college, um, graduated, um, were on their professional <clears throat> paths, um, they met through friends, began the relationship, um, times went on, and things couldn't, could have been better than they were for them. And uh, according to God's will, their relationship could have been obviously a lot better, as I mentioned. Um, the best part was that they decided that they were both going to make it work. And he had come to me a lot of times and expressed his concerns about the issues that they were going through <clears throat> with with their um, with their marriage. Um, they both wanted children, and they received three uh, wonderful children. Um, but um, Christ, again, um, with not being the focal point, the marriage took on what we see in the world um, often today as, as in disarray. So um, just to get in a little bit about the expectations, um, his wife was that... Um, that she took on herself was to make her happy. She looked to him um, as the husband to fulfill her with that. Um, she had a very um, controlling behavior. He had shared with me and, and um, that worked for her, but it didn't for him. Um, she constantly felt um, contrary to the movie War Room. Did anyone see the War Room? The movie got a few. Okay, so cut. So. Yeah, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's a wonderful movie, wonderful movie to go see. Um, but contrary to that movie, um, he's constantly correcting him, working on him, felt it was a peer to him, um, where, as, as we all know, Christ wants um, the man to be aligned with God, the wife to be aligned with God, but underneath and, and, and a, in a loving way um, to respect each other. So um, time went on, and... Um, there were a lot of um, desires for her husband to be her strength. Um, they struggled. Um, he tried to do everything he could, but never seemed to ever be able to satisfy all of her needs. Um, they went to counseling a few times. They um, spoke to um, 
a couple counselors and they never seemed to be able to get where they needed to get to or where they wanted to get to as um, the counselors just weren't effective. Um, again, this is all leading back to Christ, of course, as, as we see where this is going. Um, I tried to give advice, but only to see that they um, never could actually solve the problems they had um, because Christ wasn't number one focused in their life. So um, looking back, what I found was, you know, the husband tended to be non-confrontational. Um, he had the fear of making his wife angry, disappointed, uh, whatever he seemed to say. Uh, would always, you know, get him in trouble, um, regardless if he was right. And he knew um, that, you know, suggesting that the Lord be inserted in the relationship in some way would, would, would improve their marriage if they could only find that way to do it. So my friend um, knew the answer was Christ, but never could seem to articulate it in a subtle way that Christ was the answer. So um, after much prayer, um, myself and, and, and others, um, according to my friend, God came into his life and, and, and helped out. Um, his wife had been invited to a small group for a Bible study by a friend. Um, she actually recently accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior. Um, something was missing, of course. Um, the group study seemed to slowly break down the wife's walls that she had built throughout her life. Um, the Holy Spirit was being allowed in and renewing of the mind was underway, according to my friend. And um, he had also started joining a small Bible study and seemed to be learning a lot from those meetings as well. Um, he reached out to a couple of spiritual mentors of him to gain perspective on his personal struggles with his wife. Things started coming together. And where God stepped in was um, in, in a huge fashion um, was that the two of them were given the opportunity to be introduced to a Nuthetic counselor. Anyone know what a Nuthetic counselor is? No. All right. Nuthetic um, counseling is the is is they aim to affect the change in the counselee by encouraging greater conformity to the principles of of scripture. So it's someone that really doesn't get into telling individual men and women what they're supposed to do. They just say this is what God wants for a man. This is what God wants for a woman. In a polite way go figure it out. Take it upon yourself. Um, so, be believe it or not, it worked. So this again was God's plan. Uh, first to find out about the counselor, then God to lead the couple to attend the sessions that the wife didn't back out, the husband didn't back out, together they didn't back out. And according to my friend, it only took three to four sessions of an hour each um, for the light to shine through to him and his wife. Um, accord, apparently, according to the um, Nuthetic counselor, had spoken about what Jesus said in the Bible and what God wanted from the two of them. Purely based on the Bible, zero religion involved, and my friend explained um, how it was, again, similar to the movie The War Room. And apparently they had gone to see the movie, liked it. My friend said that the counselor never told him what to do, as I just mentioned. Um, six months had gone by, my friend said that he was... Um, that the renewing of his wife's mind was still a work in progress, that God hasn't finished us, <clears throat> isn't finished with us. We all know that um, through life's journeys um, and our Christ um, journey uh, is definitely something that, that takes, takes us throughout our entire life here on earth. Um, he feels that his journey with his wife and him are on the right course now with the Bible studies they read scripture, they pray together, um, they're, they're having God and Christ in their um, 
focus. And um, they, they, this is what was amazing was that um, their lives um, continue to now allow joy. And, and when I say joy, I mean pure, serious joy um, in their life. Um, now that they have Christ um, as, as the center of focus, like Tim had mentioned, God wants to be first. Well, this is definitely the case here. Um, you see, so many years of never reading the Bible, a wife viewing themselves as a peer or on the same level as a husband you know, wasn't truly in line with Christ's um, desire and um, for their for their marriage. So, um, um, moving on, our mothers, as as we were born, we all have mothers. Obviously, they gave birth to us, and um, they gave us existence. Um, and and as as my friend found out here, Christ is the one that gives you life. Um, Later, later that year, his wife was baptized for the first time in her life um, as an outward statement in front of family and friends as a first step of obedience to God uh, as a saved, born-again Christian. Um, uh, apparently, the um, Catholic uh, dedication as an infant um, you know, was, was wonderful to be dedicated in the church, um, uh, but her first real baptism was a choice that she made as an adult to leave the old her behind. And start living um, with Christ as, as her pilot in her life. So um, I got a couple uh, Bible verses. Um, someone give me a hand with reading one real quick. Ephesians um, 4. You were taught with regard to, you, to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitudes of your minds, to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So that, that explains um, the old her that she had left behind and, and chosen to do so. Um, a couple other verses that are extremely um, um, the focal point of, 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 the, of the change in their lives are Romans 6, 4 through 6. Also talks about the old self in Galatians 2, 20, where it uh, talks about the old you was crucified with Christ and um, no longer live um, as yourself. Um, but the old you is dead, and you're moving on now with <clears throat> with Christ Jesus, who is um, leading your life. Um, because of my friend's faith and his um, recent uh, counseling, um, he was fortunate to witness the change in his marriage. Uh, my friend um, was and is a firm believer in the Bible as the ultimate pure counseling book needed for any married couples, and that any encounter that a married couple runs into that there is a there is a verse in the Bible where something broke down that you can refer to and find that will lead you back to where you need to be in the right way. Um, salvation uh, was, 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 was key here. Um, as we all know, it's a very long process. It's not something that you just um, stand up and, and, and say a salvation prayer and, and you're set. Uh, you've got to move you got to move on and, and you got to have the transaction of, of changing your life. You've got to, um, you have to have the free will to accept it. Um, the transaction includes accepting the call from God and he's the one that has to pull us close. Um, once he pulls us close, then you, you accept it. You, your old man, the old you has to die. And, uh, this is a, this is a huge challenge, um, that my friend went through, um, for at, at turning into a Christ follower. Um, I was instructed um, by a friend of mine, a fellow brother in Christ. Uh, he's not here today. Um, he's here on earth, but he's not here today. But um, 
that he he suggested to me this thing about signing your own death certificate and i was at first he caught me off guard and i I was like, signing my own death certificate. Man, that sounds kind of horrible here. <laughs> but as, as he explained it, um, he basically said, as a Christ follower, we need to get on, literally get on the floor, no one around, peace and quiet in, 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 a, in, in, in your room, somewhere in your house, somewhere where you're at peace, fully repent to God, ask him to forgive you for your sins, and surrender, fully surrender your life to God, and let the old you die, and let the and let God take over. And um, this friend of mine, um, I, I won't mention names, but um, or his name, had mentioned to me that he had accepted Christ. I want to say in '98, and it took him to 2012 to surrender his life, which is a very long time. But it's just because it's so hard to do um, the old us. But once we get to that point of of knowing that, hey, things are going to change and that being in control of your life and not letting God help you with decisions that you're making is, 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 is a, it can fall into just constant failure where when you're, you're at the helm, you just, things don't go the way they should. And, and as soon as he was able to do that, he had mentioned to me this, the same, um, that things went, um, much better for him in his life. Um, um, moving along here. Um, yes, yeah, so um, we cannot experience God's grace until we fully surrender. So when you realize that the old you must die and be gone, this is when the Holy Spirit works in us as humans in the flesh. Um, and allow Christ to renew our mind, begin this process, and it, and it very well will and could take a lifetime. Um, it's, it's all about our journey with God, as Tim mentioned um, as sinners before accepting Christ and surrendering to him, we sin often, but we tend to sin much less when we have God focused in our life. Um, we all are going to have our hiccups. There's no way around it. Um, but when we pause while making a decision and ask, um, as a cliche, what would Jesus do? Here we're placing God and Jesus first. Um, God's not our co-pilot. He's actually our pilot, and we are his co-pilot in our own lives. Um I'd like to finish up um, with a little um, with a verse as well that I actually have here in front of me. But um, what a wonderful God we have! He is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the source of every mercy, and the one who so wonderfully comforts and strengthens us in our hardships, trials, and tribulations. And why he does, and why does he do this? So that when others are troubled needing our sympathy and encouragement, we can pass on to them the same help and comfort God has given us. So it's all about sharing what we get from God as he's changed our lives. Um, this is 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry. So with that being said, um, that's, um, that's a story I wanted to share. Um, I have some um, questions and, and discussion points that we have. Um, does anyone have any questions or want to make any comments? What do you What do you think your uh, So, what was your friend's What was your friend's role as a husband to help encourage his wife and her faith journey? Because what you're, you know, we, we come here every month. We talk about encouraging other men to take the next step in their faith journey. Right. But what role <clears throat> did the husband play in helping his wife? take the next steps in her picture.
I think he I think he had faith growing up and through his life, and, and he kept with it. I think praying had a lot to do with it as well. And and obviously, we have to give to God and thank Him for for leading them where they got to, and His willingness to stick by His wife, go with His wife, and and and, and help guide her um, with um, finding the the um, uh, the nutheic counselors that help help them spiritually get aligned and, and get in where they need to get to, so that they could find peace in their marriage. And how did uh, how did as as uh, she took the next steps in her faith journey? What steps did that encourage a husband? Yes, um, I, I see where Tim's going with this. Um, God definitely works throughout um, our lives um, a lot through our lives and he will speak through her to get um, to the guys so I think that's what happened here was God was working through her and and speaking through her uh, to get to him as well spell nuthetic n-o-u t-h e-t-i-c that's a a new one (coughs) nuthetic yeah how has that impacted the faith journey of the children? Um, that's a good question. Um, uh, I would surmise that um, that their children that have a newfound understanding of Christ and are um, witnessing it in their parents, probably watching behavior change as well. And I can um, assume that things are going well with the ch- children as well. I um, want to uh, give out a special thanks to RMC for allowing me and my family to grow, serve our church here. Um, Stacy Damico uh, for inviting uh, my wife um, to a um, wonderful ministry. And um, Chris, her husband, for, for um, working with me as well, sharing his wisdom. Uh, Ray Holiday, Mary Lucy Holiday um, for guiding um, my wife and myself through our journeys, Rusty Gordon, who's here with us today, um, for being an accountability partner and um, a, a fresh set of eyes in uh, an unbiased, godly um, mentor to make sure that my um, visions in life and, and goals um, through my time um, with my walk with Christ is staying um, focused. Bob Fletcher as well, who's here with us today. Uh, Tim, Tim and um, Kittredge. Um, for his willingness to um, lead foundations. We appreciate that tremendously, Tim, and share um, his zest and zeal for God as well um, and his relentless pressure that I speak here today. And um, and, um, and our foundation... <laughs> and our, our foundations class as well for being um, a, a really, really solid group of um, individuals that have helped us, um, that are always there for each other, are constantly <coughs> praying, um, and uh, lastly, my amazing, faithful, caring, um, very thoughtful, wonderful, and happy wife, um, Carmen. Yeah, some great conversation, and, and uh, I want to thank Chip for sharing his story today yeah. as well. So let's give it up. I wasn't supposed to say your story, was I? No. Or Tom's story. Sorry about that, Chip. Um, but uh, um, so I want to thank him for sharing his story today. I also want to thank him for the preparation that he did and kind of putting some thought-provoking questions um, for us to all consider and, and pray about.
give us, giving us, uh, he gave a number of next steps that, that people could take to continue to grow on their faith journey. And so I really appreciate that. And again, I just want to thank each of you for uh, being here today. So, and encouraging me to take the next step in my faith journey. So with that, I'm going to ask Chip to close us in prayer and then feel free to continue as you will. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us here together as a group. Um, help us open our hearts, our minds to listen, to think, to pray, to get close to you every day. Help us um, get closer to you. Help us share your word here on this earth because that's exactly what your command is. Help us do the right thing in life. Be with us, Lord. Uh, be with Mike, Eric, and um, all the other pastors here as we um, continue to do the right thing here to um, glorify your kingdom here on earth. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody.